This podcast is brought to you by Upcase. Improve your development skills by completing coding exercises that are peer-reviewed by real humans. Learn more at upcase.com. One sec. All right. Tightening my pop filter. Mm-hmm. Pop filter tightened. <clears throat> Sweet. Ready to go then? Yes. All right. Good. Now I got to readjust all my coasters and pop and lock filter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good too. Great. Let's do this thing. Hey everybody, this is Gordon in Boston. And this is Mark in San Francisco. And this is Build Phase. What's up? <laughs> What's up with your um with your screen edge pan gesture recognizer? Dude, this is totally broken. I swear to God. You've been having a conniption in, in our... Well, I'm just completely baffled by this, dude. Because it doesn't make... Like, I don't understand what's happening here. But it seems like the entire... Just edges is just broken. Like, the accessor, right? So, like, I create a screen edge pan gesture recognizer. I'm doing this in a in a uh, playground right now. But this I was seeing the same behavior in production code. So, like, basically, I'm trying to hack this thing in right now, and the way I'm current, like, I haven't done any refactoring, but the way I'm hacking it in is I have gesture recognizers in a few places in the app to do, we're manually doing the um, back gesture, right? But so, yep. in one place, I actually need that back gesture to be on the right-hand side of the screen. So, I'm, like, kind of hacking it in, just spiking it in, so I, like, created a protocol that this view controller can conform to so that it can specify which edge to put the back gesture recognizer on in the navigation controller delegate i try to get that edge from the view from the view controller that we're about to show i can i do a conditional cast to say you know try to get this controller as something that conforms to this protocol and then set the edges property on the screen edge pan gesture recognizer to that edge or left if it can't get it right so it defaults Mm -hmm. to left it doesn't break any existing behavior but in this one place or in any place now we can override that and say like do the back gesture from the right edge so then that works that works great but now i need to reverse the animation right so when it handles that pan gesture recognizer it checks the position in the view figures out how far across percentage-wise we are in the view, right? So if you're coming from the left, it's the position in the view divided by the width of the view. Yep. And that gives you a value between 0 and 1. And as you slide your finger across, and then we hand that to the animator, you know what I mean, which gradually moves the, pushes the transition through. It's great. So now I need to flip that and... I need to make sure that I just subtract that value from one so I get a value from one to zero instead of zero to one, like one being on the left-hand side instead of one being on the right-hand side, right? So the way I do that is, or the way I was doing it, is saying like, okay, well, so I'll move this percentage thing out into a variable so it's mutable, and then I'll check to see what, you know, so give me the gesture and give me the edges on the gesture and if it's if i'm trying to use this from the right edge well then subtract that value from one if it's on the left edge then leave it alone right but uh, there's apparently no way to know what edges 
are assigned to that gesture recognizer. So there's an edges property mm -hmm. that you can get the value of, but it always returns none, I think. Yeah. Um, I just posted this in the Xcoders room, but um, edges is a bit mask. Fine. So you, you have to do a bitwise and Hold on, to determine. Because that doesn't, this still doesn't work. What? So two things. One, the type system falls down here because the type of that thing is not anything special. So you should be able to check one regec rect edge against another rect edge. The fact that it's a bit mask of rect edges doesn't make any sense based on the type of that edges property, right? So they're doing crap under the covers. I can compare two rect edges against each other. Does right equal right? Does right equal left? Does left equal left? I can just mm -hmm. do that, and it works. You can check equality that way. The type of the gesture.edges property is that same type. It's still a UI rect edge type. Right. And how is UI rect edge declared? It's a, it's it's a, a struct. Um, but it's a subclass of raw option set type, right? Uh, it's I I guess. basically an old, an old style NS options converted to Swift. Right. 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 And it makes sense that you could compare two together because that should work. But if you're checking the actual edges, like option set, because it, it could be multiple, right? Like edges could be left I and get right. That. I get that. So if you do a bitwise and, you should be able to do gesture.edges and uiRectEdge.right and get back that edge, right? You should and be able to get the right work. edge. No, it still returns this raw value of zero. This whole thing Maybe, is really frustrating because yeah. it's. I it, guess I, I don't understand how to work with these options in Swift. I don't either. So I should be able to do gesture.edges and UI rect edge.right equal equal right. Correct? Equals. Uh, well, no. Equals equal equals true. I Wait. That's I not think. the right type. Oh. Equals, yeah, equals edges on the gesture. Or, yes. Wow. Very My brain this week, man, is... It's not operating at peak efficiency. Hmm. That's really annoying. Still no-go? No, that works. So doing gesture edges and right equals equals edges returns true. So I guess that's how you... Ugh. Yeah, because the presence of edges is like the one, and then anding it with the actual case is, you know, making sure that the, like the bit shifted return value is equal to what edges says it is. In this case, it's like nine or something for just right. So right is one, left shifted three. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they need to expand. That's that. eight. That's eight. I feel like I get it. Like I understand why that works but like if they have equal equal it doesn't make sense like the type on edges doesn't make sense to me because it's obvious that there's side effects going on when you set edges you're not actually like it's doing something else right if i just set gesture.edges to write it's not just setting a property it isn't it's obviously not well no it gets turned into the bit shifted value and just sets eight that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So th there's a side effect to that setter, which is that I handed you a value, and the actual value that's getting set is different from the value that I handed you. 
right? Because I can do like gesture.edges is right. And then I can say let edges is equal gesture.edges and let right equal right. And those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Even though they're the exact same type, they come back as two different things because gesture.edges is this bit mask. So it's had the value has been transformed on setting. Because otherwise, if the value wasn't being transformed, I'd just be able to check equality against what I set it to. Right? Or am I totally wrong? No, it, what you said sounds right, but that obviously isn't right because otherwise it would work. And I can't explain why it wouldn't. It, I don't know. This is like no different than setting like auto resizing masks on a view, right? Because you could set width and height, you know, or like flexible left margin and flexible right margin. But in, in this weird case where you actually want to check that value, I, I, I agree. It's all like you have to jump in and like realize that you're dealing with a raw option set type or whatever. So like if I set no matter what I set gesture dot edges to, when I get that back, it returns a raw value of zero. Like the raw value of the bit mass that I get back is zero always. There's no way to get that value back out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's I, cr- strange. I create a gesture. I say gesture.edges is right bitwise or left, right? So I'm saying combine those two. When I do mm-hmm. that down below and just assign it to a local variable, I get a raw value of 10 back. Right. Right is eight and left is two. Yes. But when I set a local property edges to those just same gesture dot edges, I get a raw value of zero. That doesn't see. I mean, that's wrong, right? Oh, interesting. So it's like when it when that struct gets copied, its values are not getting copied, except for the or its value are because I can still do edges and UI rect edge right equal equal gesture dot edges. I can still use that edges. I don't know. This is all very frustrating. I'm, I'm super just confused. Use, I don't know if this is like a Swift bug or what. I honestly don't know what's going on. So I, I think the bit you're talking about, about not being able to do equals equals. No, you can do equals equals. It just lies to you. Oh, well, yes, that. So this says that in beta six of Swift, so raw option set type used to conform to Boolean type. And they remove right. that. Right. Which would kind of explain why you can't just do like a, you know, you can't just do like a conditional on it. Actually, this doesn't work either because edges and UI rect edge dot top equals edges still works too. And I didn't put that in there. So using, using bitwise operations doesn't help either because everything I get back from gestures, gesture dot edges is nothing. This is weird. Um, <laughs> this is so dumb. It's so dumb. But I sat, I sat there looking at this, like thinking that my math was wrong, right? For like 20 minutes going like, I don't understand this math should be right. You know? And I like double and triple checked that comparing two UI rect edges against each other worked the way I thought it did. And then eventually realized that, oh no, it really is just skipping this conditional that I have. You know what? I wonder if the type inference is falling over. Try being explicit about it being a raw option set type when you put edges in that like local constant. I am. It's UI rect edge. So it knows it's, it knows it's a UI rect edge, so it knows that it's a raw option set type. Oh. 
So you're explicitly declaring the type on the left side of the assignment. Oh, uh, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm wondering if it looks at gesture.edges and doesn't realize that it's actually like a an option and thinks it's just an integer. I can tell you right now. It thinks edges is a UI rect edge. Hmm. <laughs> what version of Swift are you on? 1.1. 1. 1. Well, that's fun. Oh, yeah. No, this is a blast. This is just super entertaining to me. Anyway, that's what I've been doing like for the past three hours. What's going on with you? I've have been working on this like week long project. Kind of a rescue, mm-hmm. kind of adding new features to something that's been built over the last couple months um offshore. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like I got access to a Bitbucket repo. I pulled it into a Git repo or a GitHub repo on our side so I could do all these changes. Uh, and then, you know, somehow at some point I have to get these merged back in and the code is in such bad shape that it's taking me way longer to do everything. And right. even the tiniest changes seem to break things mm-hmm. in unexpected ways. It is really just re- or, you know, illustrated to me the importance of not spiking and especially yeah. not spiking on spikes. Right. But it sounds like the arrangement with these other developers was like a, a fixed bid deal. Mm-hmm. And then they have some sort of maintenance period built into their fixed bid contracts. So... It seemed like they cared at the start until their contract was done. And then all the fixes that have just built up were just like, I'm just going to fix this in five minutes and just like Mm -hmm. do the least amount of work possible, you know, because because that makes sense. Like if you're not really getting paid for that maintenance period, it's just built into your contract, then time is literally money. And like spending time on these fixes isn't a super high priority. But unfortunately, it has completely degraded parts of the code base. Like there's things being set in a storyboard and then they're being reset in a view and then maybe they're being reset in like some other view. There's just like commented out code everywhere. Like oftentimes I spend a lot of time just trying to figure out where I have to make this change in the code to actually get it to display in the app. Hmm. And unfortunately I don't have any time to like actually clean any of this up right. or like wrap anything in tests. So I'm trying to make changes that aren't potentially going to break everything. That sounds fun. I explained it the other day as like, being like someone who has issues about personal space, but <laughs> trying to get through to the concessions tent at Woodstock. Right. Like that's how I feel when I'm working in the code. It's like, oh, excuse me, pardon me. I'm just going to shuffle on by you here. Just trying not to touch anything because it's right. all going to come crumbling down. Right. Right. So today I'm just wrapping up. Oh, yeah. I could spend like six months on this project yeah. and just tear just everything cleaning. down. Yeah. 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 Deleting commented out code. <laughs> right. Have you come away with any thoughts about other than just don't spike? You know, is there anything you could have done better with in terms of working with the legacy code? And Like, I honestly think the best thing I could have done in the amount of time was just not touch as much as possible. Right. <laughs> like, given one week. Right. And I've done more than enough for a week of work. Mm-hmm. Um. Like the biggest things that are really slowing me down are there's no sort of consistency in how the source files are laid out with regard to methods mm-hmm. or with regard to like even naming methods or using communication patterns consistently throughout. You know, like sometimes cells communicate with view controllers by a block or mm-hmm. sometimes they communicate by delegation. Sometimes the cells 
call a delegate method that takes a block and then that delegate calls the block back in order to get like this child view to update. That's weird. They're storyboards, but they're mainly just being used for segues. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in them. They're mm-hmm. just like, it's just like view controller, view controller, segue. Mm-hmm. And then nibs everywhere. Like I'm typically very fastidious about ordering methods. Not right. necessarily, I don't do like the whole like alpha order thing, but like, you know, they're at least blocked into sections where it, it generally goes, you have your initializations up top and then you start, you know, if you have like an NS object method overridden, you have NS object and then you have UI view and you do all your UI view methods. And mm-hmm. then if you conform to a delegate, you know, that goes down here. And then finally there's like an API section, which is your public interface and then below that is all your private methods and helpers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just no rhyme or reason here so I jump into a file and I'm like trying to find just like view did load I'm like using the 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 jump bar a lot just like you know control 6 VDL enter (laughs) view did load it's it's just frustrating I'm just moving way slower than I usually am Mm -hmm. I never realize how much you know just having some consistent guide helps yeah Totally. But again, it's clear. It's just like, it's just when fixes were done, there's like, I'm just going to get in here and like throw this method in here and that's that. I'm done. Ship it. I can't do that. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> I'm incapable of being that sloppy. Yeah. That's a good thing though. I mean, it sucks in this kind of case. You know what I mean? Where you're thrown into, this is kind of where I try to be okay with being sloppy where it's just like, look, I, you know, like I'm not going to write sloppy code, but this border between what I'm writing and what's already there might not be the best thing ever, but everything inside my part is going to be fine. Um, cause the only alternative sometimes is like a huge monumental refactor or a huge monumental rewrite, which is a tough sell to clients and also probably not the right move. Mm-hmm. Not a rewrite anyway. But an effective rewrite. Like when you're removing most of the contents of most of the files. Yeah. Because that's what this would take. But but yeah, but you can do that iteratively. You know what I mean? Where you can just say like, okay, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rework this section. You know what I mean? And you can keep shipping and keep iter- – you can iterate on it as opposed to like a full-blown rewrite where you literally start from scratch – and have to get back to where you are now. Mm. You know, even if you're even if you're totally rewriting classes and throwing the old ones out and bring and doing the new ones, you're you're at least still iterating where you're you're saying like, okay, today I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna rewrite this class to remove some dependency or something. I've done it this way, and it's fine, you know, as long as you keep track of where you are. And it lets you clean up the code and make these refactors while while still moving forward. Or at least pausing, at least not losing ground. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wish I had the time to draw the line. Totally. And say, but this isn't one of those situations. Yeah. Which is kind of an odd place for us to be in. Mm-hmm. So we usually don't do these kinds of projects. It's just like a quickie, like one week and we're going to do some stuff on this app that it's in the app store. It's not really public yet, but just, they just want to make some slight tweaks. But of course, like slight tweaks has cascading changes. Right. Right. Super unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Here's a great example of some crazy things I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll load up some view 
and then it'll get filled out with like the latest results of you know something that came from the server. So the state is correct. And then you'll do something like click a button that like toggles something mm-hmm. and it will it will send that change to the server, but it won't use any sort of completion block. So in between these like high level updates of the view, all it's doing is it's it's just toggling its internal state. Mm-hmm. Because I said to like follow, you know, so it just toggles some internal state to make the UI change. And, you know, we sent this thing off to the server, but if it failed and it went to the server, we don't flip it back. So it's super easy for like the for you to get out of sync with the server. It just makes all these assumptions that the server is going to work correctly 100 percent of the time. <laughs> it's the worst. Like assumption. it's these kinds of things where I'm like, this is causing issues, and <laughs> right. I, I, I just can't do anything about this right now. Right. Yeah. Of of all the assumptions you could possibly make in your app, the server behaving correctly is probably the last assumption you ever want to make. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. It's just wild. And and I guess the reason they did it is because when those when the API client was originally designed, some of those methods just don't have completion handlers. Mm-hmm. So someone else probably went in to fix some bug and was like, oh, well, this thing doesn't have a completion handler. So instead, <laughs> I'm just going to flip the bit and like reload the UI. <laughs> Done. Nice. Chip it. That sounds fun. So trying to do what I can. Yep. Talking to the client, maybe giving some pointers on getting software development work in the future mm-hmm. i even told the client on friday like cheap fast and correct right right pick two <laughs> right i just lost my train of thought sorry I'm tired i missed my gym appointment this morning or not missed my gym appointment i didn't have an appointment i just didn't go to the gym this morning it's just been screwing with me all day you still do crossfit no, um, no, I stopped doing that because of a back injury, uh, like a year ago, mm. just lifting, just doing a bunch of squats, bench press, deadlift, that kind of thing. So I need to kind of go, I need to do that after this, after we're done here, I'll put in a little more time with the client since it's Monday and then I'll go to the gym during the worst time to go to the gym, just like between in the afternoon after five mm. it's just gonna be horrible it's gonna be a bunch of bankers and old bankers rich. yeah we're in the financial district so it's uh. like just old rich white dudes and doing treadmill and getting in my way basically <laughs> it's frustrating <laughs> i just picture you walking around carrying heavy things just mm-hmm. like move <laughs> Today's a deadlift day, though, so that's good. Get to pick up some heavy stuff. This is the day you usually bleed, right? It's happened. It might happen. I is that from the bar coming down on your shin? It's from the bar coming down. Is that how that up, happens? Up on my shin. Oh. When you're doing deadlifts, you really want to keep the bar as close to your body as possible. So that means a lot of times dragging it up your shins, but the bar has that knurling on it, which especially mm. on the inside of the bar right there where like nobody grabs and it never hits the rack that knurling can be really sharp because it's barely ever used you know what i mean the rest of the knurling gets worn down because like the center knurling you know people it will rub on people's backs and stuff and over time it'll get sanded down and like on the outsides where you put it into the rack like that just gets worn off almost immediately because it's just metal on metal but mm. right on the inside, nobody puts their hands 
all the way on the inside of the knurling. And that's exactly where your shins end up. So I've cut myself pretty good before. I still have like a just kind of scarred up. It's hardcore. Yeah, I'm more worried about my hands today because I didn't I didn't shave down my calluses like I normally do. So we'll see. I'm not going that 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 heavy. So I like how we just talked about development <laughs> or really just complained about things for 20 minutes and then just decided to talk about other things. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally fine with it because at this point <laughs> I needed I needed a diversion. Yeah, from code. So yeah. we can just keep talking about whatever. All right. If 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 you're if you're not into other topics, it's been a, it's been a good show. This was like number eighty or something, and we like to hear from you. So email us and stuff. <laughs> oh man! All right. Promise to have more engaging content next week. Yeah, no kidding. We missed Swift Summit, so there's nothing to talk about there. I was bummed mm. about that. I want the videos for that to come out. Yeah, me too. That um, looked really. Cool. Yeah, I I kind of I didn't discount it, but I was kind of like, uh, like I saw it and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. But watching the people talking, Jack it from you know our coworker in Stockholm gave a talk, and look at the looking at the talks and seeing people talk like talking about it on Twitter, I was like, oh man, that seems like it was a really great conference. That I'm really bummed that I actually missed out on tons and tons and tons of technical content and interesting people. So. Maybe next time. It would have been cool to go to London. Yeah. Never have been. you been? Never no. been. I think I flew through there on the way to somewhere else. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Let's do it. Show notes for this episode are going to be found at buildphase.fm slash 78. And we'd like to hear from you. So email us at buildphase at thoughtbot.com or reach out on Twitter at buildphase. And as always, ratings and reviews on iTunes are greatly appreciated. All right. I'll uh, talk to you later. All right, later, man.